All right, everybody. It's time to get active here in Los Angeles County. The mandates start on November 8th that the city council has put on for vaccine passports. So we're going to be looking for people to help us gather signatures and also for people to sign, of course. So please go to medicalfreedomla.com and find out how you can get active. You don't have to be a libertarian. We want to work with anybody who realizes that medical freedom is freedom. So please go to medicalfreedomla.com. Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm Sean Osborne, and I'm joined by Adrian Mulligan today for his second appearance on the podcast, but his fourth time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to be here, Sean. Thanks so yeah, if, you, if you're me. on like two more times, I'm going to have to have you as a co-host, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it would be my honor. Yeah. <laughs> so we got, I got you on here because uh, I want to hear what's going on with uh, the, what do you call it, the platform committee, right? Yep, it is the platform yeah. committee for the state. Yeah, I always, I always get those names screwed up. You know what? Uh, 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 I feel it feels weird saying this stuff because we just said it the other day, but I got to say it again since that podcast fell apart. Um, <laughs> that uh, you know, as as a longtime libertarian, you know, I've been voting libertarian. It's, it's coming on like close to twenty two years, twenty two, twenty three years. I've been waiting for the things that are happening to happen for all that time. You know, to get a stronger better libertarian message and you know for some changes to happen and i and i'm very thankful for the work you guys are doing over there at the platform committee and uh across the across the whole country you know everybody but you know obviously here in california it it, it means more you know because you know we we want to fix california decentralized right. uh so i i appreciate the work that's going on over there uh so you want to talk a little bit about uh I guess I guess I should say because for people who aren't informed about what's going on, you know, the you guys are taking apart the old platform and mirroring it to the national platform for consistency, and then you want to put in California specific agendas or or, or specific items, and some people are upset because you took out these platforms, some of which, or at least one of which, you actually wrote yourself. So it's not like you, something you did do isn't affected by this policy too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good summary. Um, yeah, I'll definitely elaborate on that. I just want to make it clear to your listeners that uh, we're, we're having this conversation again. I, I didn't ask you to edit anything from last time. It's not because it said super racist and bigoted stuff. I can already <laughs> hear all the critics. It was, there were technical issues. Okay, so that's why we're redoing yeah. this. Uh, so yeah. none, of the, none of the racist and bigoted stuff that I asked Sean to take out, that wasn't the issue here. So <laughs> just want to throw that out there. But yeah. um, uh, in any case, yeah, I, you know, the platform, uh, the California platform for anyone who's read it is kind of a jumbled word salad of a lot of nonsense. It kind of, it's contradictory in a lot of ways. It's a lot of unnecessary stuff. So just to give people a little bit of a of, of background, the the California platform is, I believe, at its current state, it's 32 pages long. Um, that's longer than our bylaws. I think that that is the longest document that we literally have 
uh, on the state of California, like formal document that's in the state of California, which I, I think is a little absurd, especially considering that the national platform is, I believe it's just over 10, I think it's 10 or 11 pages long. Um, so I'd encourage you guys to, to go take a look at both and kind of compare and contrast, but uh, you're absolutely right. So this is my second year on the platform committee. Uh, last year, uh, I was, it was my first time in the Libertarian Party doing Libertarian Party stuff. I've always been a small L Libertarian, an anarchist as I touched on that, um, I believe last time I was here, about 20, 2015, I, th I think is when I became an anarchist and uh, just started getting involved in the actual party stuff as of last year, January of last year, actually. So I, I kind of wanted to find out what the platform committee was all about. I, I had read the platform and I, I just had a lot of questions. It was, it was very, it's just a really long, I, I thought unnecessary document. So I, I asked my chair to appoint me to the platform committee because I wanted to see what all this was about. He graciously did. And so I was on the platform committee. Um, that was my first question. So when we had that, um, when we had our first meeting, Joe Dean was elected the chair of the platform committee. Uh, I'd only heard good things. And Joe Dean is a very nice man. And so, uh, you know, I was on that committee. And the first question that I had when I introduced myself and I didn't realize what I was stepping into at the time. I just asked very innocently, it seems kind of absurd that this document is 30 some odd pages long. I think at the time it was only 29 pages or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I said, I, I think it's a little interesting that this thing is so absurdly long when nationals, I'm looking at it as 10 and I think encompasses things fairly well. Why do we need to have our own? Is there, you know, can we get rid of this thing and just like adopt nationals and then our job is done? And that was a conversation that was not allowed to happen. I, I, got, uh, I got shut down very quickly uh, people kind of, that was a, a button I didn't think that I was going to push that triggered a lot of people. And so I said, okay, so I am in the minority. I think I got two, two independent messages that said, yeah, we're with you, but it is what it is. And I said, okay, you know, so then what can I do? So abolishing this thing and adopting national isn't an option now. So what is the next option? And so I kind of went through the whole thing and uh, the one, everyone kind of volunteered to rewrite or make amendments to the bylaws that they were most passionate or the platform proposals, planks that they were most passionate about. I found the one on uh, the drug war or actually the marijuana plank at the time. And uh, as I talked about last time, you know, I think that the Latino community is particularly agorist. They understand the effects of the drug war and the, the war on migration better than most, which is a result of the drug war, right? So yep. I said, I could rewrite this marijuana plank, which is woefully outdated since marijuana has been legal in California for probably 10 plus years, if memory serves correctly. So I, I can make this a recreational drug and, and drug war plank kind of a thing. And so I did. So it, I, I made this, this long, terribly worded plank into a drug war plank that also talks about our stance on recreational drugs and why people don't need to be thrown in cages for it. And it doesn't need to be taxed because that's just another method of uh, prohibition and that whole bit, right? Mm -hmm. So did that and submitted it. It passed with flying colors at the convention. But uh, before then, uh, you know, I voted on uh, amendments, on proposals, all of that stuff throughout. And it was very civil because I'm an adult and I understood that I was in the minority, that my proposal or my what I was suggesting was not popular with the committee so I just you play ball that's kind of how adults are right you understand that you're not yeah. going to get your way so you kind of just go within the mold unfortunately yeah, that was you didn't not just try the to case. throw a wrench and everything right you weren't just, no yeah you're not there to play spoiler at that point 
<laughs> no, I mean, at that point, it's very clear that if you're in the minority for something, you're not going to hold the committee hostage and you're not going to try to put forward your, your own agenda. You're going to go, I mean, democracy sucks. I'm an anarchist. There's a reason that I'm an anarchist. I get it. But this is the way that these committees run. And this is the way that our party runs for better or for worse. It's the majority speaks on behalf of, so the way that the platform committee works for people that don't understand every county that is currently affiliated, that is active, sends a representative. Um, every county has their method for what, what, how they do that. Sometimes the body votes on it. Sometimes it's just the chair appoints someone. Sometimes it's the executive committee for that particular county that sends someone. But either way, they're supposed to go there to, in, to um, represent the interests of their respective county. So I think this time we had about 13, 12 or 13 representatives with about four alternates. Um, I'm kind of winging it here off the top of my head, but that sounds right. And the way that it works is there's a platform committee coordinator every year, and they're the, they're the contact person at the beginning, gets the first meeting set up. And then from there, obviously, like every other committee, you elect a chair, like most other committees, I'll say, you elect a chair, uh, the members elect a chair and a secretary, if necessary, any other positions that need to be filled. And then you carry on with business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I was nominated as a coordinator for this year by the executive committee. So the state executive committee of the Libertarian Party of California because I was nominated by uh, Shane Strawn. I believe it was Shane Strawn because I, I remember joking about it with him and saying that uh, he really, man, if you wanted to stick it to me, that was the way to do it. But, uh, <laughs> the end of the but, bus. Yeah, really, but uh, he's a really nice guy. He, yeah. he, so I accepted the nomination. <laughs> I'm just, I like to tease him about it all the time now because it turned into the, uh, you know, it turned into what it is, right? So um, I was nominated for that uh, coordinator role, got everyone together, then we voted on a chair. Uh, so I was voted as the chair. It's not traditional that the coordinator is the chair, but I think I, I think that's how people kind of consider it. So I, maybe mm -hmm. that's why I was elected chair. But nevertheless, uh, I entertained all discussion because at that point you have the you know whatever the majority wants to do versus the minority, and there's really no way of getting around it like anything else. When you have a majority over a minority, that's just the way that things work. So it was very clear early on that the majority uh, wanted to basically get rid of the California platform and adopt nationals and either only adopt California specific planks or just reference things that because liberty isn't it's all encompassing right there I, there are very few things that would be California specific immigration for instance Texas New York uh, New, New York <laughs> uh, New Mexico Arizona they all deal with that too um, yeah. as far as um, you know any other issues healthcare right all states deal with that. All states deal with uh, freedom of expression or freedom of uh, movement, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Or uh, yeah. every, it's not unique to California. There are very few things that might be unique to California. And I'm honestly hard pressed to to think of any off the top of my head. I mean, wildfires are prevalent here in California, as are floods and you know droughts, water management. That's all. Uh, it affects California more than most. But I mean, other states have this issue, and I, I do think that. Uh, it, it's not something California, necessarily California specific, but I'm open to all kinds of ideas. In either case, that seems to be what the majority of the committee wanted to do. So I said, okay, so we'll entertain everything. And um, there were a, just literally less than a handful of people that did not agree with that. And it just kind of turned into this, this cesspool of hostility and negativity very early on because the people, the minority, as is usually the case, are not 
always right, but they're the loudest. And so they seem, and I, I'm sure you've, I mean, we're here because you've seen Yeah, that. that's, that's, that's why I wanted you to talk about this. Because to <laughs> me, it just, to me, it seems counterproductive and a lot of straw man arguments in, in particular. It's like, oh, they wanted to get rid of the, you know, the, this plank. That must mean, you know, like they, like, as if you don't care about that or something like right. that, as, as if suddenly we're going to ignore that you know, uh, 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 marriage equality and things like that. You know, no, right. no, that's what, that's what we believe in. Uh, you know, uh, just taking that plank off of there doesn't mean that that's not the case, you know, make, making it easier to read so people can look at it and understand what the hell we're talking about. That to me seems important, especially if you want to grow the party. Yeah, it was a very disingenuous way to approach this. And some of the things that people might not know, anyone that's newer to the party, like I, so I, I wasn't aware of this until later, but Apparently, this was done or attempted at convention in 2019. And uh, the delegates, the majority of the delegates, so all the delegates of the state of California voted to abolish the California platform and adopt nationals. And that passed at convention. Uh, it was overturned on a technicality where the Judicial Committee decided that I think it was like a 19 page um, 19 page decision that was written out. Uh, the chair at the time was Joe Dean. I, I don't remember who else was on that committee, but it, it seemed a little, at the very least interesting to me that you had someone who was always the chair of the platform committee or heavily involved that was also the chair of the judicial committee that overturned this decision. And um, I'm not here to talk about motives or whatever, but it does seem a at the very least a little bit of a conflict of interest there. So I kind of started delving into this a little bit before our first meeting and I realized, well, at this point, what the committee does is it recommends things to the body. The committee has no authority to change the platform. You're not going to have 13 people make such drastic changes, right? Yeah, that's, we, that's, that's something they always fail to mention, that the, everything you're doing is just a recommendation. It's going to be up to the delegates to, 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 do, to vote for it. Absolutely. Already done. So they know that's the will of the people. Yeah, they're absolutely. Still fighting. And that seems to always be the argument is that, you know, you're doing this and I've been accused of being an authoritarian, a totalitarian. It seems that sometimes people don't don't see don't know what those words mean, because, I mean, yeah. we live in California. Everyone should know what those mean. I'm trying to get speak. through a meeting, <laughs> trying to get through a meeting productively and get as much done as uh, as can be done and accomplished is not the same as telling everyone that they have to show papers before walking into an establishment or wear a mask or do whatever, right? So we, we kind of just throw these words around and they become meaningless. But, um, well, you know, the, people forget or people choose to ignore their disingenuous whatever that the platform committee is making these changes. We're only making recommendations. They're still up to the delegates to take up at convention. The only reason that I could think that there's this much fear mongering over something is because they know that the majority is not in favor of this platform and they would rather adopt nationals and maybe elongate the platform uh, through California specific means or just adopt very specific nuanced situations that might apply to California more than other states or whatever the case may be. And that scares them. They, a lot of these people have put a lot of time, effort and energy into building this 32 page monstrosity and, and they're, they're afraid to see it go. And I can, I, I get that. I do understand. I'm a compassionate person. And look, I'm not going to lie when my proposal, when my plank that I wrote last year, that I took time out of my day to write and put forward for a vote that passed. I was a little sad to see that one go. I poured one out for that one. I thought it was a brilliantly written plank, <laughs> but um, you know, it's not up to me at the end of the day uh, that the, the committee makes a recommendation and 
they put it forward to the body and the body decides whether they want to delete the whole thing. And the reason that it has to go plain. So another thing that always came up was, you know, why are they wasting everyone's time? If this is what they wanted to do, why are they going plank by plank by plank? So that judicial committee decision that I talked about earlier said that the tech, the reason that it was overturned was because it was done in one foul swoop. And apparently you can't do that. That, that was wrong for some reason. I still fail to see the reason as to why a decision is a decision, but nevertheless, the committee decided to they read that decision and the majority said, well, if we're going to do this, we're not going to make the mistakes, the quote unquote mistakes of the past. Right. So we're going to do each one by one by one. We're going to delete every plank and then we're going to vote to adopt every national plank and make the language so that it sticks in perpetuity and we don't have to continue to move forward with all of that. And uh, then we'll talk about California specific stuff and then we can get down. The committee, I guess we were all very naive. I thought that perhaps there would be adults in the room as I was an adult last time uh, when I realized that I was in the, mi the minority. I think, I think everyone thought that this would kind of be a simple thing uh, that we would just move forward with this. And if we really wanted to work together on planks and whatever the case may be, whatever proposals were being put forward, that they would be discussed uh, openly like adults off the committee stuff, you know, off the committee recordings, on Facebook, transparency, of course, the email thread, uh, the platform committee email thread so everyone can see what's going on there's a record but obviously that's how you get things done you can't do everything in a one hour meeting or even a four hour plus meeting which we had two of those i think uh, for the platform committee because things got so derailed and discussion got heated and decorum was broken everywhere and people insulting each other and it, it just it got very ugly very fast but um yeah, I mean, it's it's very clear that uh, I really thought that it wouldn't be this contentious. At least I was, I, I guess I was naive in that respect too, but I, I learned my lesson. I wouldn't wish chairing this committee uh, upon my worst enemy, uh, but that may not be an issue anymore, depending on what the delegates decide uh, given last night's meeting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting all this this madness behind the party, you know, when, when uh, you know, I, I wish some of the people who are uh, clutching their pearls and wringing their hands over all this would just help out. And then when it comes time to rebuild it, help rebuild it and put, you know, put forth the ideas that they want and see if they float. And if they don't, don't make, don't, don't make it personal. And because, you know, then they, then they end up taking their ball and going home because, you know, that, you know, and that's not what anybody wants. You're right. You know, you're not trying to drive anybody away or anything like that, but you also don't want to, you know, throw in a wrench and everything. And also, you know, anybody that disagrees with my point of view or yours is welcome to come on the podcast and talk about it too. But, you know, they got to know where I'm, I'm staying. I'm coming from this too. I'm a, I'm a long time libertarian, you know, I've been waiting for, for, you know, this kind of Mises thing to happen. So, you know, uh, I, I'm thankful as hell for it all. And I'm looking forward yeah. to it. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are grateful for this. And again, it's just the, the people that make the most noise. It almost seems for people that aren't paying attention that this is the general will of the people, but it's not right. It's just a few, it's, it's a few of the same voices and I don't need to like call out names. Anyone that knows who they are, knows who they are or don't. I don't yeah, they put anyone they on blast. about it all the time. They make they sure. Post about, <laughs> they post about it all the time or they talk about it and insult others and it gets very juvenile very fast. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, this might not even be an issue moving forward, which I, I, I hope it isn't. Uh, a member put forward uh, a couple of motions that uh, last night, so last night was our last uh, platform committee meeting, and uh, there were only, right? before convention, correct, yeah, I'll start working on the report uh, later tonight and throughout the week, I believe it has to be submitted before the 17th, so um, 
The two motions at the top of the ticket uh, and the order of planks are going to be to, um, it basically just adopts bylaw amendments. Uh, so it's a procedural thing, which would basically pass the buck to the bylaws committee or uh, not the bylaws committee, but it, uh, to the to uh, bylaws proposals or amendments that are being proposed. And it would circumvent. So every year, apparently things switch off. So this is kind of new to me too. So uh, last year bylaws were, were first in the, in the order of business at convention. Uh, this year it's platform. So instead of going through, I mean, right now, there are between the elimination of every individual plank, the addition of all the national planks one by one and the, the so-called California specific planks, there are 94, uh, 94 planks. So if you give them each 15 minutes of discussion, which is the norm, I mean, there is no, I don't even want to do the math on that, that we're talking about like, uh, and we wouldn't get through it, right? And so we might end up in a position where uh, people's biggest fear is, you know, is realized that we don't have a platform and we haven't adopted nationals. And it's just this giant, this giant, you know, clusterfuck for back, for lack of a better word, that would really leave every all sides unhappy. So the proposals that were made last night were kind of refreshing. So the, the first two, uh, what they would basically do, and people can read the report later, but uh, it would adopt the national party platform uh, and it would be a bylaws amendment uh, that would adopt the national party platform. And the, the second one would basically um, remove the platform committee from the bylaws and abolish it. So this could be the last time that we, that we have this fight unnecessarily about what belongs, what doesn't belong and anything, any proposals that are brought forth uh, would be done through the program committee. And that would be a more civilized way to do this. It would, it would really just save everyone a lot of time. So if those two things pass, um, I don't know how convention is going to go, but if those two things pass, then we would save ourselves hours and hours of pointless debate. And I, I, let's be real, Sean. I mean, you've, you're a libertarian. You've spoken to other libertarians. There are time, there's a time and a place for philosophical discussion. And I love it as much as the next guy. I love grabbing a beer and talking about how many angels dance on the pin of a needle. Um, and the answer is nine. I'm just kidding. I don't know what the answer is, but I would say nine choirs. I don't know if we're going to talk about species or actual angels, whatever. Anyway, um, I love having philosophical discussion, regardless of what it may be. But committees are not for that. They're for action. They're to actually get stuff done. Uh, and it's a political organization. It's a political committee within a political organization. And uh, you have to do things. You can't just be mired in debate, uh, pointless debate at that. Uh, people feel very strongly about this platform, either for it or against it. So Minds are made up. There is nothing that any individual could go and argue for at convention that would be fruitful. Everyone already has a very strong opinion on this, it seems, and it's not really going to change anything. So uh, adopting those first two motions, which I would encourage people to do, would save us hours of pointless debate and uh, childish filibustering and whatever to uh, you know, adopt the national platform get rid of the California platform. And then people who are serious about proposing any so-called California specific planks can, will be able to do so through the program committee. And it's just, it's a much cleaner way to do it. And I think that this is a really good compromise all the way around, but of course it's not for me to decide. That would be for the delegates to decide, but this is what right. the committee, the majority of the committee has decided to move forward with. Yeah. And I'm on, I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, the, the pro, uh, program committee. So I thought the same thing myself, as we're going through this, I go, you know, what the, why the hell is there this and then the platform? 
this seems like it's really redundant. It so, is, but that's what yeah, people yeah, love. They I, love I, redundancies. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I really yeah, don't know yeah, why. I don't understand it, you know. And it seems like this is where we can pick our top five things that we, we want to deal with this year. And that kind of be the focus, right? Right. You know? And then, then next year we do the same thing. You know, some things might make the list again. Some things we, maybe we got, we made some ground on it. We don't need to, we don't need that to be at the tip of the spear, so to speak. Exactly. Right? And it just, it really seems like there's been a monopoly on this thing for so long. The same individuals coming forth and trying to, it, it just becomes this, um, academic exercise that no one really wants to participate in, but you hold all these people hostage. It's worth noting too, that after 2019, one of the things I, I've learned a lot being chair of this committee and the things that have been sent to me and the, the you know, the, the receipts, so to speak, uh, three counties uh, were very upset with the judicial committee's uh, decision in 2019, which they thought was illegitimate. So they passed a resolution. I believe it was Kings County, Fresno County and Solano County to not recognize the California platform. They only recognize nationals. And anytime the email goes out from the state party secretary or the chair telling people that it's time to submit your representatives, uh, those same counties and uh, this time others, I believe Placer County was amongst them that said, no one wants to be a part of this because we don't really recognize this as a thing anymore. And we don't need to send a representative to, we don't need to ruin someone's life by appointing them to this committee and, uh, you know, wasting their time, efforts and energy that it, they're better spent actually advancing liberty. So, um, and these people who supposedly want to grow the party and everything don't mind that counties are dropping off. And that's just crazy to me. I mean, it, it is crazy unless you really see this as, um, you know, a project that you're very passionate about that maybe others right. aren't. But if it's your passion, if it's your hobby, if it's your um, your child, for lack of a better word or, or phrase, uh, that's the or analogy rather, uh, that's that's what it becomes. So it, it's, it's more about you as the individual or in this case, a very small subset of individuals than it is everyone else. And they don't, they don't, they pay no mind to the, the effects that this has. I mean, I'm the campaign manager. I'm, I'm sure you, you've had Michael Lima on before. Yeah. Um, I'll give him, I'll give him a quick plug. What's his, what's his Indeed. website here? It's uh, lima4hayward.us and that's the number four. But uh, so I'm, I'm the, I'm the campaign manager for Michael Lima up here in Hayward in the Bay Area. And uh, I could only imagine if the opposition got a hold of this platform. I mean, we're not at the election hardcore part yet. Obviously that comes later probably uh, summer, late spring, early summer, but having to defend some of this stuff that is just uh, almost incoherent or silly and getting mired in those kind of philosophical debates instead of actually addressing the things that the people of Hayward care about is a nightmare for any candidate. And I can't imagine any candidate um, using this kind of, um, you know, I, I, I've heard that several candidates that have run for office have actually they don't link, they, and they've, they've never linked, in fact, I won't say any names because I don't want to put them on the spot, but I can think of at least three candidates that have run for major office that are very well known in the state party that did not link to the state platform when they were running for office. They used nationals because they thought that the California platform would turn voters off. No one is going to read a 32-page document that is is it's just word vomit it, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense and and a lot of these people don't care about the issues really they want the tldr right the reddit version of mm -hmm. of what these proposals are and that's kind of what national does that's one of the few things that national has done somewhat well and the, you know the libertarian party at the national level can't be credited with a whole lot these days but coming up with a very concise and having a very concise document that expels 
libertarian principles fairly well is one of those things that uh, that they've done that they've managed to do well and they should get credit for it. Yeah, you know, I, I've noticed, you know, because uh, last year in Vizalia was my first uh, state convention. And I noticed there was a few few people who like to really get up there and just throw a wrench in things. And, you know, really, honestly, you don't need, I mean, it's great they want to vote libertarian and everything, but you really don't need somebody in on your team who, who behaves in that manner. Uh, uh, you know, and so you can make your, you can make your point known and then, you know, you have a vote. Other than that, just, just let it go. You know, you, 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 you lost at that point, you know, you lost that argument and it just seems like, uh, you know, man, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're thinking. If they think that they're, they're actually going to create something or build um, a community out of this thing, you know, like where we all, we all agree that, you know, probably everything that was said in the platforms was probably correct on some level, you know, uh, not sort of like, like you said, the weed thing, it's probably a little outdated, Sure. but, but, you know, we all, we all want freedom and, and that should be the key and the easiest way to portray that and get people on board and not do what's running counties off. That, that to me is just crazy. I couldn't believe that when I heard that. Well, Sean, you can't believe it because you're an adult and you think yeah. like an adult and you don't believe in holding a room of whether it be a Zoom room of 13, 14 people or a, a physical room of 200 plus people or 100 plus, I guess it was last year, yeah. people hostage um, to a conversation that they don't want to have. It's You're holding people conversationally hostage. That's what you're doing when you're having these pointless debates. And, you know, as you correctly pointed out, throwing a wrench in things that the majority of people are not concerned with. If, if I have an unpopular idea, uh, you know, I'm going to, or people that someone that something that people don't care about, I'm not going to hold an entire room hostage to just discuss something that no one has a, that's, that's also just uh, to your point, that doesn't, not only does it not build community, it really just turns people off. Even people that would have sided with you, like you yeah. said, a lot of the stuff in the platform, what there wasn't anything philosophically incorrect about it. I don't think I'd have to reread some stuff, but it's just a matter of the way that it's written, the way that it comes off, how unnecessary it is. And whether it's redundant to other documents and it, it, it's unnecessary, right? So that's that's not going to turn, the, the, the easiest way to lose support for something is to hold them hostage until they agree, just a, out of spite at some point, they're just going to say, no, I'm not going to do that, right? I, I mean, the, the easiest example of this is, you know, Trump, um, RIP from Twitter, that's still sad. I, I think we just passed the the one year anniversary of his ban, but there were times where yeah, he, like, you know, obviously- thrown out. <laughs> all that entertainment throughout the window. But there were times where he was he was wrong about a lot. I mean, he was wrong about a lot of stuff and he would get called out on it, right? And yeah. at some point, because you know, when you're called a racist and a bigot and a terrible human being for so long and people are telling you to do something and they're not doing it in a nice way, uh, at some point you just, it doesn't matter how correct or incorrect you are, you're just gonna say no, because now you just wanna do it out of spite. And this is what's kind of happening with a lot of these things. I mean, it's really funny. I've gotten emails and text messages and phone calls over people that don't agree with the Mises caucus, that don't agree with um, our strategy uh, in certain respects, takeover stuff, language and all that stuff. But they, they are smart enough and they are, um, they are willing enough to understand that if they build this code, like, yeah, we don't like the platform either. So we're going to support this, this kind of thing because it should have already happened in 2019. And it's ridiculous that it's, you know, three years later and we're still talking about this and this is still a thing. So, um, you know, you can disagree philosophically, but when, uh, you know, you're, you're pulling people that are almost by their very nature, anti-Mises toward, <laughs> toward the, what would be considered the quote unquote Mises agenda, because you've just, they're fed up. 
right? They're fed up with all this pointless debate, uh, you know, all this filibustering and, you know, holding people conversationally hostage. So uh, that that's what's really funny to me is that there is no greater enemy to your point than yourself sometimes. And, and uh, you know, you see that at convention, as you noticed that last year, I think we're talking about the same few people that yeah, yeah. you could almost hear a collective groan when they would walk up to the microphone. And that's when people would go outside <laughs> and have a smoke buy a drink i know that's what that's when i would leave the room when i was like oh well and i didn't know half of these people right i would just see the same person get up and they'd be like okay well i have at least 10 minutes so that's a beer and a cigarette so let's go do that or you know whatever right so it is what it is yeah it kills me because most to to me most of the arguments tend to be straw man or 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 uh like some sort of shame thing because it's not like they're having a discussion about it you know, right. they, like I, the, the post I kept seeing is this is your platform committee at work. See what they've done. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they they re, they removed the, the 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 plank that said something about racism. They must be for racism. And I'm like, oh, come on. Give me a fucking break. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I just look at it. And I say, you really think people are going to see this and want to come to this party? And it's, and it's not the removing of the plank that's doing it. It's this behavior. I mean, it's, right. it's feeble at best. It became, that's funny. That did become the phrase. I kind of forgot. I, I followed some of the stuff on social media, but I didn't comment on very much unless it was yeah. egregiously incorrect, but I tried yeah. to stay neutral and out of it and the whole bit. Um, that's probably a good fucking idea. Cause you're probably going to have a lot more mad. Cause I, I was just sitting there reading it going, oh, come on, man. Grow up. It became a, it it became a funny tall. phrase though. It did become a funny phrase, like wear, yeah. wear the damn mask or 15 days to slow the spread. It just became one of those, phrases that when yeah. you see it posted over and over again you just roll your eyes and you just say you can't possibly be- like i mean you can't believe your own bullshit at this point i mean you yeah. understand so it's so disingenuous i mean i i was called i think I, I lost i actually lost count but if i were to go through the recordings i was called an authoritarian or a dictator at least between chats emails actual meetings probably more than three dozen times just Jeez. within the span of the last couple of weeks and my big crime was not wanting to uh hold the committee conversationally hostage to debate that was pointless it was to yeah, move things along <laughs> yeah right yeah. right and, and wanting to like limit discussion to five minutes because people had already made up their minds on the committee uh as to how they wanted to do stuff and real genuine conversation wasn't happening so when that didn't happen i would roll it dilatory and apparently that made me an authoritarian dictator, not wanting to hold an entire room of people hostage and uh, wanting to, to end these meetings in a productive fashion apparently makes me, but you know, what, what's the old adage, like the, the measure, what, what the measure of what your enemies think of you is uh, if, if that's the, uh, the measure of the type of person that you are, then I, I think I'm in good company. All the people that say all these things about me um, would just as easily say things about Angela or um, all of the great people that have, um, Right. That have helped move at an advanced liberty and stuff. I'm not saying I'm a great person that's advanced liberty. I'm just someone that would be criticized as and I mean, no, no one holds a candle to the things that she's done. But yeah, if her like, enemies are my enemies, I'm in damn fine company because she is an amazing person. So uh, I, I consider it a badge of honor at this point. Yeah, yeah. And, and for those people who are crow and thinking they haven't got their 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 two cents in, they can feel free. I'll, I'll be more than happy to have them on the podcast and hear what they have to say. And, well, there you, you know, go. And, and, yeah. and as somebody who's been here 20 some plus years, you know, I, I was here before Mises caucus got here. And when they got here, I said, I like these people. I'm in, <laughs> you know, so, you know, 
I, I, I'm thankful. So I, I'm not yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to try to get it. I'm going to try to get this out to as many people as possible so they can all listen. And I hope some of the, uh, the detractors and all the, the people that have said negative things about me and about the committee and their work, um, you know, take a listen to this podcast and take you up on that offer and hit you up and say, Hey, Sean, I'd like to give my side of the story. And that's how it should be. You know, let have, yeah. let, let people have debate and, or discourse and then have the general public decide who is quote right or wrong and let it go to the court of public opinion, so to speak. You know, and, and the things that are said about the Mises Caucus, I mean, you know, when I first heard about it, you know, I, 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 I was like, I, I have, I've never seen this, you know, because I, I heard about it. And then I heard about all the drama and things people say and stuff. And then I, I joined because I didn't see any of that crap that the people are claiming. And, you know, like, like one of the things that they say is, oh, that the Mises Caucus is transphobic or something like that, because you wanted to remove the trans trans rights thing or something like that. And I was like, you know, I, I, I'm a region representative. And my entire, I mean, I, I'd say seven, no, probably 80% of the people that come to my meetings are in the LGBTQ community. And they all love the stuff that the, that the Mises Caucus says. You know, right. I, I've had two people out of the last three months come to my meeting that were not on that list, LGBTQ. You know, and I was like, I, you know, I wasn't messaging special to them. They came over because of what's happening in the Mises caucus, because of the fight against the, the vaccine mandates and stuff like that. You know, they like that messaging. These people do. And the, right. that I'm, I, don't, I don't know who the people are who somehow think that us, us in the Mises caucus aren't aren't willing to to work with somebody who, who fits something that they, that I don't know, some, some group think that they think it of anybody's welcome in my group. I, I don't care. You know, what's really Shout funny is saying to me, that's a really good point. I mean, the, the Mises caucus, I would argue is probably the most diverse caucus in the party. I mean, you have people that are trans, you have people that are gay, you have people that are black, Hispanic, white, Asian. Um, it's a huge diversity of people. And they are all, uh, they're all joined together by the, the want to advance liberty and messaging and the Ron Paul revolution 2.0, right? To continue yep. that tradition of uh, success as far as messaging is concerned. Ron Paul converted um, most, uh, most everyone in the Mises caucus at some point in time, or at the very least strongly influences. And that's being taken up by people like, you know, Tom Woods, Dave Smith, uh, Jeff Dice, all these great Scott Horton, you know, all these great people that are advancing liberty in their own way and have their own particular, um, you know, specialty that they bring to the table. But we are, are arguably the most diverse caucus here. And we have people yeah. that are that are for, uh, you know, the COVID vaccine stuff that are against the vaccine. But I, because we're all, you know, with the, the thing that we're really all for is freedom, right? And it's again, it's people can take the vaccine should they choose to. I mean, we're using the word vaccine loosely here, but you know, you can take it if you'd like, you cannot. And the thing is that you, everyone agrees, at least in the Mises caucus, that you shouldn't force people to do something that they don't want right. to do. Um, and that should be pretty simple to people. If it, it shouldn't offend you for someone to not want to take an experimental drug any more than right. it should offend you that someone wants to take it as long as you're both against having to show your papers when you go to the door of a restaurant or some establishment. That's the thing. Advancing liberty is what joins everybody here. Yep. Um, well, let's take a little break and come back and talk about uh, some of these uh, conventions coming up and everything. Sure. Hi, this is Sean Osborne, 
and I would like to share something with you. One of the key principles of libertarianism is volunteerism and charity. So I decided to make an album of songs that each song would represent a different charity, and all the royalties would go to those individual charities. My song, It's Time, goes towards the Sea Shepherds. Much Braver Than I benefits the Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Over There benefits the Wounded Warriors Project. And Lend a Hand benefits Children's Hospital. I thought this is a great way for people to give to a charity without spending a dime. The more you listen, the more you give. So please, take time wherever you listen to music and listen to Four Others Volume 1 and share it with others. Thank you. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. So we're getting Liberty moving in the MC and everything. So, uh, so what happened yesterday in uh, San Francisco? <laughs> Actually, before we touch on that really quickly, I will say I forgot to give um, some a, a general shout out to the platform committee, specifically a couple of people that really killed it. Um, I'm sure that they'll be listening on some level, but I want them to know that their work was appreciated, recognized. The shortest meeting we had, I think, was 50 minutes. Uh, the longest that we had was just under five hours, and the majority of them were about three plus hours. So we had uh, seven or eight meetings, I forget. I think yesterday was the was the eighth meeting, if I'm not mistaken, seventh or eighth. But in any case, the, the time, the effort, the commitment that these people put forward, uh, you know, the party belongs to those who show up, as someone so infamously said. So uh, they put in the time, the effort, the energy. Uh, Teddy Gherkin did an amazing job being yeah, secretary he's great. He's for been on the podcast before too. He, yeah. kid, you know, young guys like that really give me some good hope for the future. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's an absolutely. He's he's incredibly bright. Um, oh man, he's I, smart. I could, yeah. He. I. I wish I'd been that bright at sixteen. It took me a couple of years to <laughs> to, to get that. But uh, he did an amazing job as secretary, having to deal with all like the. The motions, the objections, yeah. the the fighting, the whatever, and he did an amazing job. Uh, Lauren Dean for taking the time to put forward all those proposals. You know, Chris Edgar, Robert Spina. I mean, everybody. I know I'm leaving a, a few people out, but the entire committee. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the work that they did in the time that they put forward. So I just wanted to say that. Um, now moving forward to San Francisco, yeah. So that happened uh, this last uh, this past Saturday. It was really amazing uh, that uh, a lot of people showed up. San Francisco has uh, has had a lot of problems. We'll say that uh, in the past, as far as messaging and being taken seriously, and uh, a lot of people that are coming that were coming in were kind of sick of that or had been in the city for a long time and just didn't feel like the Libertarian Party really spoke for them. Decided to uh, to show up. They found out about the annual meeting. And they, they went in to uh, vote people that did represent their interests. And again, uh, those votes weren't even close. Uh, I think uh, from what I heard, uh, it was about five or six, give or take, um, I, the, the people that won. So I, I believe that the new chair for LPSF is Chris Mendez. The new vice chair is Keith Worrell. The new uh, secretary is Tim Dyer. And the new treasurer is Max Cranley. And I believe everyone voted um, it, it was like a margin of five or six. It, it was it was pretty uh, spectacular. And so this is the kind of shift that the party is taking up here in the Bay Area, which is phenomenal to see. Um, they look forward to working with uh, Alameda County. That is a very strong county, probably the best county up here in the Bay Area. Um, probably the second best county, honestly, 
in the state next to LA and that's chaired by Angela. Those are, those are, that's a, that's a hard one to beat. So, uh, so, but uh, they do a good job and uh, you know, we have some other elections coming up soon here in the Bay area. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but I really look forward to uh, Contra Costa is coming up soon. That's my County here in the East Bay. And I look forward to being able to work with all of these people, um, assuming I'll be running for chair for Contra Costa. And so uh, assuming that I win that and I have a, a good slate of officers here, I, I suspect that I'll be working very closely with uh, LPSF and LPAC. Uh, so San Francisco and Alameda County, respectively. So a lot of good things are coming here, especially since VAX mandates are in full force up here. I don't have to tell you about that. Yeah, uh, It's really unfortunate that I have to drive. 25 plus minutes to go have a meal with a friend uh, because I refuse to support uh, businesses that are asking for papers, uh, even though they're generous enough to let me eat outside. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd like to eat inside like a normal human being, especially in the in the winter. So or when it's raining or foggy yeah. or whatever. Right. So uh, it's really a shame that I have to drive to a neighboring county in Alameda to go have a meal should I choose or to watch a movie or whatever it may be. But I'd like to do things in my own county like a normal human being again. So I hope to bring that back and I hope to help San Francisco uh, do the same thing uh, moving forward and try to get them some meetings with some important people to see what coalitions can be built against all that. So some, some exciting stuff coming up here and obviously taking all this from uh, the template that Angela has uh, so brilliantly put forward down in LA County. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. What about Riverside County? You know what happened down there? I know Jessica Tewksbury was saying it went pretty well down there. Oh, I was supposed to tell you that she said hi. She saw you and uh, and your girlfriend out uh, not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, we went to the comedy thing up in the valley. That was that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's what she said. She saw you. Yeah, she she wanted me to say hi, uh, not on the podcast, but here we are. Yeah. Well, she gets it now. Now I'll see if she listened to it or not. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, Riverside County. So the four uh, Mises members that ran uh, took their respective spots. Uh, I believe uh, it's Jessica, uh, Lauren Dean, oh man, um, Joshua, um, who else? There, I forget who the fourth Meacock was. I know I'm going to get hammered for it later, but we okay. were just talking about it earlier today. And uh, But yeah, Riverside was very successful. Their annual meeting went very well. Uh, they're looking forward to uh, to working with Jeff Hewitt and doing some stuff there in Riverside County and, uh, you know, upping the membership and the attendance. Jessica has been integral on that uh, with the membership yeah, committee. Had a lot of energy. Yeah, with Matthew Butts. They, they did a lot of recruiting early on when we were trying to still stay our own region here as California for uh, the yeah, National okay. Party. So I expect to see amazing things. Uh, Matthew and uh, Jessica, I know Matthew's not in Riverside, he's in Kern County, but um, they've done amazing work uh, together independently. I suspect that only good things uh, will continue to come in Riverside County. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so the so the state so the state convention I believe is February 18th. So you know if you if you're a member of the state party or state uh, what is it state party or you you're you're uh, how do you, how do you get to be a delegate? I forget. I, so I'm, I'm, as of now. You have to be a registered libertarian uh, with the state, and you have to be a dues-paying member to the Libertarian Party of California 90 days prior to convention. Um, so that's we a did a huge there, but if you are, oh, yeah, show <laughs> still show up. It's going to be a good yeah. time. Um, if yeah. you're a Dave Smith fan, if you're a Dave Smith fan, he is uh, he's doing his stuff on uh, on Friday night. He's going to be doing some meet and greet stuff. He does expend he does expect to stay for the majority of the convention. Uh, so I know he has a, a new a newborn son and uh, and a wife and a daughter, obviously. So 
he doesn't want to spend too much time away from them at this crucial time, but he will be here in California for that convention. Uh, at the very least, the 18th and the 19th. Don't know if he's staying for Sunday yet, but he'll definitely be there hanging around, uh, meeting people. Uh, and he's just, he's a great guy. I don't know if you had a chance to meet him yet, but uh, no, I'm looking my, forward my, to it. Yeah, my first time was at uh, Freedom Fest in South Dakota. He was the MC for the whole thing. And he is literally a guy you could just have a beer with. I, I have never... I mean, I, I don't want to say I've never met someone so down to earth. I mean, a lot of uh, a, a lot of the celebritarians, uh, for lack of a better phrase, are very down to earth. Some some are a little bit uh, less so, but Dave is definitely very down to earth. You can literally have a beer with him. He will shoot the shit with you about anything, and he just the, the man loves life, and uh, he loves and freedom. Meeting people. <laughs> and freedom. He loves life and freedom. So yeah. he is, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see him again and, and try to, to chat with him a little bit more. I didn't want to take up too much of his time at Freedom Fest, but uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's all ours for California. So, I'm, so even if you're not a delegate, um, if you do have any questions about that or would like to move forward with that, you know, feel free to contact me and I'll, I'll give my contact info at the end there. But, um, uh, you know, get in touch with anyone that you can if you need help checking your status as a delegate i'd be happy to help you with that as an XCOM member but uh yeah just go for uh, hang out with great people um you know i got to meet you for the first time and yeah, uh, yeah. it was yeah, both of our first day convention great yeah you meet cool people you get to drink hang out and it's not just all business that's the most boring part it's the most important part but uh, yeah, you also get to meet people make connections but it's fun yeah it is fun yeah, it's a trip to be around that many libertarians. It really was, especially during the pandemic coming from Los Angeles. And we went up to Visalia and just how free it was up there. It's like, oh, man, it's like 20, 2019, man. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool and enraging all in I've never felt yeah, yeah, an right. array of emotions because I, you know, coming down from the Bay Area, obviously, too. I, I did grow up in the Central Valley. I was born in Kingsburg, uh, which is about 20 minutes north of Visalia. And so, uh, I, I mean, I remember, I don't spend a lot of time in the Central Valley anymore, but uh, it was really crazy. I mean, I remember the first night that we were there, we just went through downtown, which I expected to be dead. And they right. were clubbing, like you, like you said, like it was 2019. We couldn't, there were a couple of bars that we couldn't even get into because it was at, not because of COVID restrictions, but because they were literally at capacity. They were full. It was like 2019. They were full. No one was wearing masks. People were being normal. And it was kind of a trip. I, it was almost just a, uh, it was fun to just stand outside and watch and, and just be amazed that you couldn't do that in the Bay Area or, you know, like you said, in L.A. And uh, yeah, that was a, a really good place for all the for all the, the shit that the Central Valley gets. Uh, they are the most free part of California at the moment, except for the very north, you know, the Jefferson area. But uh, yeah, that was that was a really good choice. I hope that I don't know how Long Beach is going to be. Uh, it is at the Marriott by the airport. So yeah. we'll see how uh, how how much they enforce stuff. They were kind of being a little uh, a little douchey about it when I went down for affiliate training, and really? uh, yeah, about the masks and stuff. But I, I just I told them that I had a medical exemption, and they would just roll their eyes, but they would you know let it be. <laughs> and uh, so we'll we'll see how Long Beach is. And uh, yeah. Long Beach, what county is that? It's still LA, well, I believe. Yeah, yeah I believe it's, okay. it's right on it's right on the it's right on the uh, southern border of LA County. Okay, so I, I don't expect it to be too much, uh, too different from the Bay Area, but hopefully uh, we'll still be able to go out. Uh, and if not, you know, uh, party, the best parties happen in the rooms. So Hell yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really yeah. worried about people being able to hang out and engage in camaraderie and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, hanging out with some some drinks, 
I'm gonna take my I'll have my guitar and prime a banjo with me. I'll be playing some tunes. Dave Smith will be cracking. That's right, nice. Yeah. Full entertainment there. You have uh, music, uh, music, comedy, and uh, drink. It is a libertarian uh, convention, so if drugs yeah. are your thing, I'm sure you party uh, party. you won't be hard pressed to find it. It's the party party. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, how, how could anybody get a hold of you if they wanted to contact you? I know you're on Twitter. You, you got you got some good followers on Twitter. You got Dave Smith following you, man. I'm jealous. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave Smith follows me. Uh, uh, Thomas Massey as of recently follows me. That oh, was really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, on Twitter, if you want to follow me, uh, you would be in good company. So it'd be H Malagon, A G E M A L A G O N uh, on Twitter. So feel free to to follow me. Every once in a while, I have some uh, some funny or interesting things that I tweet out. I must. Uh, Scott Horton yeah, follows must. me, which is yeah. really cool. So uh, that that'll be my one bragging motion there. But. Uh, uh, but yeah, convention will be fun. I'll be uh, I'll be running for the Northern Area Coordinator position uh, come uh, convention. So uh, if you are in the North, definitely come down to show your support since you'll be able to vote for me. And if you're not in the North, uh, in the North, uh, you can still show me support by uh, going forward and campaigning a little bit for me at convention and telling people in the North why uh, you think that I would make a good Northern Area Coordinator if you're familiar with my work. And to vote to get rid of that damn uh, uh, thing, and and, uh, and to vote to get rid of the platform. That's right. Yeah, the, uh, and we don't and have move to do forward this. with our lives. We shouldn't yeah. have to do this every year. It's uh, it's <laughs> silly and pointless, and uh, we should we have better things to do. We are living in the most totalitarian state in the well, one of the most totalitarian states in the country, and we need to focus on advancing liberty, not uh, fighting over philosophical nuances and small phrases and words. Uh, we should be able yeah. to to get past all that and get to the big stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, you know, feel, feel free to pass on my invitation to anybody who uh, wants to crow about things. Don't tell them to come on here and speak their mind. <laughs> I will definitely do that. I don't expect them to take you. I, I hope I, I, I don't expect them to take you up. <laughs> I don't expect them to take you up on your generous offer, but I honestly hope that they do. Um, yeah. I'd honestly, and, and I'd be happy to, uh, I don't know if you're down for hosting a, a debate of some kind oh, hell yeah. uh, before a convention. If anyone wants yeah. to take me up on that, I'd be more than happy to, uh, now that the platform committee is done, uh, you know, I, I could it. express my opinions a little bit more and I'd be happy to have a debate with anyone that this would be the forum for it. So again, committees yeah, are yeah, not, yeah. but this would be the forum for it. You're willing to host it. For the convention. You know, the only thing I've done on online is, uh, I, you know, as far as followers, I, I, uh, I pissed off John Phillips, and so he, he stopped following me. So that's that's. <laughs> oh well, no. How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night? I'm sure that that's that's kept you up countless nights. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can't even imagine if if John Phillips <laughs> stopped following me, uh, assuming he ever did. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I know that I would be distraught. I don't know what I would be able to do with myself. I'm sure I'd lose weight, wouldn't be able yeah. to eat. It, it would be a very traumatic experience. So uh, I don't know how you've overcome, but uh, yeah. you're a better man than I. <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got to follow. I got, I got to check out your tweets more. So I know what to tweet. So I can get the good followers. Cause all I'm doing is shedding them at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe you're shedding some, uh, you're shedding some, I guess, good ones if you want to. Think yeah, about yeah, that yeah. Bad one, I have a, few, so. a few, a few other ones that were pretty funny. Like I think the former Tennessee chair, he, 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 he couldn't take it anymore and he left and <laughs> I think it was Tennessee. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. 
Yeah, you can't control what other people do. You can, if, if yeah. they can't handle, uh, you know, they like to live in their own reality and their own bubble, as we've learned in yeah. the last, uh, well, last yeah. few decades, I guess, with LP stuff. So uh, if that's their, uh, you know, most of these people that are probably unfollowing you probably have less than 100 followers themselves and uh, yeah. are probably just very unhappy people. I like to think yeah. of uh, the people that are the most vocal on Twitter and that like to uh, shitpost the most or troll in a, in a bad way. I guess are I, I like the Michael Malice quote. Uh, that yeah, not, I like to tell people that they're not mad at me; they're mad at their father, uh, and that's that's where the anger is always coming out of. And <laughs> I, I, I like to remind people that every once in a while that they're not mad at me; they're mad at their dad, and, and maybe <laughs> they need to reevaluate some things. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's that's a great way to end it on them being mad at their dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> So that will, I, I really appreciate you coming on here. And, and yeah, I, I do. Uh, I would love that. You know, we post this on the, on the California group. We'll say it'd be great to have a debate between anybody that, that thinks uh, they haven't had their opinion made clear. That'd be a wonderful time to come out and let's uh, hash this out. Yeah. And I'd be happy to make time for it just before we yeah. wrap up. I'll give some quick plugs. I, I gave it earlier, but Lima for Hayward.us. Uh, if you'd like to support that campaign, you don't have to be in Hayward. Uh, I mean, you can't vote if you're not in Hayward, but you can definitely donate and we will happily take your money to help uh, that campaign and spread liberty here in the Bay Area. Um, I'll also say that if you are a fan of what the Mises Caucus is doing, specifically here in California, camisescaucus.com would be the website to go in and um, to go ahead and uh, donate to the California Mises Pack. So do that. If you are planning on going to convention and have been for a while and have not filled out the uh, delegate questionnaire that has been sent out. I would encourage you to do that. Um, you know who you are if you haven't filled it out, so fill that out so we understand uh, how many people are going, try to accommodate as many people and get all of that done. But uh, yeah, convention should be a fun time and I, I hope I'm on before a convention. I hope someone takes me up on that uh, on that debate uh, offer. I'm not holding my breath, but uh, I'm not going to lose sleep over it either if no one uh, right. wants to come on and, and have a civil discussion. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for all your time, all the four times to get these two great episodes out. <laughs> I had to edit all the, the racism and bigotry stuff. That I yeah, said yeah. The, so you're a good sport. Yeah, just all, the, all the evil things that I said. So yeah. Yeah, I thank you for that. Uh, no one yeah, will ever all hear that, all the racist all comments I made. We're saying, oh, man. Scaring <laughs> people away, man. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I will forever be thankful that that will never that that will never see the light of day. Yeah, um, yeah. unless I piss you off, I guess maybe we'll see. Yeah, it, but yeah. Uh, then I'll show you all my technical difficulties. <laughs> that's right. All, all the lost episodes will somehow have been found, I'm sure. And uh, that'll yeah. be a very convenient thing. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, sir, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to next time and, I'll, and I will see you on the 18th. Yeah, anytime, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We'll grab a beer. Yes, indeed. All right, have a good night. And see you next have time. Have a good night. I'm Libertarian Los Angeles.